Hey, Tyler Shields here, pastor of Rock House Baptist Church. I want to personally thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We pray that the message inspires you, encourages you, and challenges you to be the person that God desires you to be. Be sure to check us out online at rockhousebaptist.org where you can find out more about how to connect, grow, and go. And now, today's message. Well, I'm glad you're here this morning. Uh, what a great day to be at Rock House. I read a uh, Spurgeon quote just before church started. That was pretty good, and I thought I'd share it with you. Uh, old Charles Spurgeon said, Going to church won't get you into heaven. That's true. It takes faith. He said, But a faith that won't get you to church is likely not going to get you to heaven. I thought, man, that's pretty good. Pretty good. So I'm glad you're in church this morning. Been a pretty good week, man. Appreciate the uh, mountain man James Lewis uh, inviting all the guys up to his house for a, a uh, 22 shoot competition yesterday. Uh, got to his house and uh, climbed the mountain and found him sitting in front of a fire cooking his breakfast. So it's pretty awesome. Well, this morning we're going to continue talking about being more than conquerors, and. Uh, these guys that got baptized this morning, they did what I'm talking about this today in this message. I want to talk about overcoming the greatest threat that you have to your spiritual life. And I know we talked about temptation last week. Temptation's a big one. We've talked about weakness and fear and all that. But the most difficult thing, the most difficult person that you're going to have to conquer in your Christian life is yourself. And the greatest enemy that you have not the devil most of the time. It's you. It's that man in the mirror. We like to blame our temptations. We like to, we like to blame other people, don't we? We like to blame the hand that we've been dealt in life. We like to blame the way we was raised. We like to blame the devil. But more often than not, the one that causes all our problems is the one looking back at us in the mirror. Where does most of your problems really begin? begins with you. I mean, this is one of those sermons we have to be real honest with, with ourselves. When you think about all those issues that we have, most of them, not all of them, I know sometimes stuff happens to us, but most of the time we start making things up in our mind that's not true or we uh, give in. James in the Bible even says most of our sin begins when we give in to our own desires. The devil don't have to put anything out there. We just give in to what we already want. We... Uh, how many people's ever made a dumb decision? Amen. Amen. Some honest folks this morning. We make some dumb decisions and it just creates this whirlwind of catastrophes in our lives. It's why when we come to Christ, we're called to sacrifice more than anything else, ourself. Self. In order to follow Him. I have trouble with this one. Anybody else have trouble with this one? And ain't nobody raised their hand when I said last week how many people tempted. It's about ten people raised their hand. Said, "Yeah, I'm tempted." But now we all have to overcome self. I want to look at a familiar passage this morning, Matthew chapter 16, one we all have read or at least heard probably. But right before this passage, Jesus was talking with his disciples. 
And he takes them out to a, a really bizarre place, and he asks them a really what should have been a couple of simple questions. He said, who do the people say that I am? And they start naming off all the people. They said, well, man, some people say you're Elijah. Some people say you're John the Baptist. Come back and all this stuff. And some people say a teacher, a prophet. And then he says, but who do you say I am? And Peter, man, right off the bat, he says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. He got the answer right, by the way. And Jesus says, that's, that's right, that's correct. And your name is Peter, which means rock. And on this rock, meaning the truth that I am the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And then, Peter's feeling pretty good, I think. Should be. He got the, the answer of all answers correct. And Jesus starts talking about his death his suffering, he says, I'm going to have to go to Jerusalem where I will suffer and I will be crucified and I will be raised from the dead. And Peter, he don't like this idea. He says, this stuff will never happen to you. And what does Jesus say to Peter then? He just told him he got the, the, the answer right. And then he, say, he says to Peter, he says, get behind me, Satan. He literally called Peter the devil. Now think about what a roller coaster of emotions that was for old Peter. Why did Jesus do this? Jesus said, because you're not thinking about the things of God, you're thinking about the things of men. He says, Peter, all your priorities are still mixed up. You, got, you think you know who I am, but you don't, you don't understand where you come into play in this grand scheme of things. This ain't all about you, Peter. It ain't about all your comfort. It ain't about everything that you want to get in life. This is not about the plan for how you think things need to be. And that's when Jesus says this. Verse 24, chapter 16. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me will find it. For what will it benefit someone if he gains the whole world that loses his soul? Or what will anyone give in exchange for his soul. That right there, those three verses were countercultural to anybody listening to that in 28 AD or whatever year Jesus said it. It's definitely countercultural to anybody listening to this or reading this in 2019. We are the selfie generation. It's all about self. I know there's some people don't know what a selfie is. A selfie is when you... <laughs> Bear with me. We'll explain this to everybody. Selfie is when you take your phone and you take a picture. Smile. <laughs> we'll post that later. That's what a selfie is, okay? This generation, my generation and the, the, the ones after me, we love ourselves more than probably any other generation. The average millennial will take 25,700 selfies in their lifetime. That means around the world there are 93 million selfies taken and posted to social media every single day. That's a lot of self. That's a lot of us. The selfie phenomenon, I think, hits 
uh, at a very deep human flaw that we have in us that Jesus knew we got to get over. And it's this love that we have for ourselves, for the man and the woman in the mirror. The first thing Jesus tells us to do if we want to follow him <laughs> is to deny self. We must deny ourselves if we're going to follow Jesus and overcome self. Now, Jesus has told his disciples this before back in Matthew chapter 10. They just didn't get it. It's, they're kind of like a lot of us. You've got to be told some things more than once before it sinks in. But what does he mean to deny yourself? It literally, in the Greek, in the Greek language, it literally means you have to disown you. To disown yourself. You have to renounce your love for yourself. Why? I mean, that sounds a little harsh. Doesn't, shouldn't we like ourselves? I mean, everything in our culture says we need to lift self up and we need to buy some more self-help books and make self a lot better. Jesus says we've got to deny ourselves. I think Johnny Hunt, Pastor Johnny Hunt, said it pretty well. He said, I've never had more trouble out of anybody but me. I am the root of most of my problems. Me, self, is not good. There's, there's nothing good in me. I'll be honest about it. Nothing good. A lot of you like me, I think. <laughs> this is awkward conversation. But I think, I feel like a lot of you think that Pastor lives pretty, pretty decently. He seems like a pretty good Christian guy. Maybe he's the real deal. I'm going to be honest with you. There's nothing good about Tyler Shields. Not at all. There's nothing good in me. Everything that you think that you see good about me is only Christ being coming out of me. Apart from him, man, I'm rotten. But with Christ, that's what you, th that's what you see. It ain't me. Guess what? Same's true for you too. <laughs> the only good in anybody here is Jesus Christ. That's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. That's why Jesus says first and foremost you've got to deny yourself. But he don't stop there with just denying, disowning and renouncing yourself. He takes it a step further and he says deny yourself, take up your cross. So apparently just denying self is not enough to really truly follow Jesus. What's it mean to take up your cross? Well, <laughs> we see this a lot. People say, man, I'm, I'm carrying my cross today as they're going in to get a coffee or something like that. But it, it, it's not just a simple act of self-denial or having going and say, I'm going to go do mission works down in the Caribbean for a week. That's not taking up your cross. It is complete self-denial. Matter of fact, you might, might as well say taking up your cross is, a, cross is a death march to the place where you're going to crucify self alongside of Jesus Christ. Just like he was crucified physically. When the disciples, you've got to wonder, when they saw Jesus, if they were there to watch him, when they saw him walking and carrying that cross, literally carrying his own cross, out to Golgotha and struggling and falling under the weight of the cross. I wonder if these words came back to their mind. And they thought, holy cow. I bet we're next. 
This is what he meant when he said, take up your cross and follow me. I don't think just self-denial is enough because, I mean, let's face it, self cannot be trusted. <laughs> that old heart cannot be trusted. The Bible says the heart's a pretty bad deal. We, we like to say it. We like to write, so just follow your heart and everything. No, don't you dare do it. Your heart will lead you astray. The only thing you can follow is the Spirit and the Word of God. But anyway, what do you do? Well, if you want to follow Christ, you've got to deny yourself. We also say a thing, we must be crucified with Christ. Crucified. Just as Christ was crucified, we've got to die to ourselves. We've got to die to all the, the old things that we used to live for and all the uh, selfish ambitions that we used to pursue. Die to it. Christ died. But then, here's the really awesome part. You don't just die. You come back to life <laughs> a new person. It's what we mean when we say we're born again. You can't be born again unless you die first. Die to yourself. Romans, Apostle Paul kind of explains this a little, a little better for us. Romans chapter 6. Paul says, For we know that our old self, that old man, that old nature, was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin may be rendered powerless, so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin, since a person who has died is freed from sin. So when Christ died on that cross, he took our sins, he took our punishment, our guilt on himself, in such a way that we are literally crucified with him. Our old self, that old man, that old nature, when we come to Christ, he is crucified on Christ's cross alongside Christ. Wow. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty thankful for that. I'm thankful that I don't literally have to die on the cross for my sins, that Christ bore that, and my old nature gets to die, and I get a new one instead. Man. Because that's what we deserve. <laughs> we deserve to go as Christ was carrying that cross. We deserve to take it away from him and go out and be slaughtered in his place. But instead, he loved us enough to do it for us. Y'all, this is crazy. Paul says the old self was a slave to sin and the only way to get out of slavery is to die. Think about that. The only way to escape slavery is through death. And through Christ, <laughs> this pitiful, wretched, sinful slave, the old me, was put to death. Crucified. But again, that's not all. Because although Jesus died, guess what? Did the story end there? No, he came back to life, didn't he? Paul goes on, he says, Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. Mm. Because we know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, will not die again. Death no longer rules over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all time. 
but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you too, write this down, folks. You too consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ. We got to deny ourselves. We must be crucified with Christ, but we must be resurrected. If, if there's a person that says, I'm a Christian, but they've never had a change in their life, they've never died to self and been born again, and they're living a different life, I don't know that they're a Christian. Because the Bible plainly teaches me when you come to Christ, the old you dies, and he gives you a brand new heart, a brand new life, a brand new, it's a brand new self. A brand new man or woman in the mirror. There wasn't anything good about Tyler Shields. <laughs> so Tyler Shields was crucified with Christ. He was put to death. But guess what? He was born again. Wow. <laughs> I'm on my second life so far. And it's pretty awesome. Today, I feel like I can say what Paul told the Galatians. He said, I'm, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Now we look at ourselves. We're all guilty of this. We take a good, long, hard look in the mirror and we say, ain't no way, man. There's no way I can do it. Ain't no way I can live the Christian life. There's no way I can change. There's no way I'll ever be good enough. I'll never be able to live up to this church and this Christian thing that you want me to do. You know what? We're exactly right. We're exactly right. Because when you're dead and you're sin and you're trespasses and, and, and you're living in the old nature and the old self, you can't see the new you that's on the other side of the resurrection. <laughs> this is powerful stuff, folks. We feel so desperate and so hopeless because we can't see the person that God is going to transform us into. But when you come to Christ, again, the old you, you just die. There's no way to explain it, but the old you dies. And you get up with a relationship in Christ, and you are a brand, you're like a newborn baby in Christ. A fresh start. Clean slate. There's a million ways we could describe it. A new life. So really the question boils down to that, to this. Do you want that? We've been talking about overcoming stuff. Overcoming difficulties, overcoming temptations and addictions and all this stuff. You can lump all of that together on one side and say that every bit of that is the life apart from Jesus Christ. And over here, you've got a different life. Does all that go away? Well, not necessarily. But Jesus comes and he begins to... You, I've said this before. You, there's stuff that you deal with. Let's just use drinking for an example. How many people drink? I'm just kidding. Don't have. <laughs> but this is a good example. Because I've been there. 
And I've talked to a lot of friends that have literally looked at me in the face and said, I cannot imagine my life where I don't drink beer. And that's where we are when we're apart from Christ. You can't imagine your life without beer or porn or cigarettes or whatever it is that you want to throw in there. But man, when you come to Jesus, suddenly all those desires that you couldn't even imagine living without start going away. I don't know how he does that other than he kills the old you and a new you's born. That's the only way to describe it. Jesus kindly began that discussion that way that day with his disciples. He didn't flat out ask them if they want that, but he did say, if anyone wants to follow me, you know, if you want to, here's what you got to do. You got to deny, deny, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. So where do you go? What do you do? to begin denying yourself. Where do you go to take up your cross and crucify yourself? Where do you go to let the old you die? I think the altar is a pretty good place to start. In the old days, an altar was where something was placed to die as a sacrifice to God. And today... God is calling some of you to come to the altar and lay yourself down before God and die to your old self so God can resurrect a new you back to life in Jesus Christ. Don't you really, again, that same question, don't you want that? <laughs> don't you want that peace that you don't have in your life that only comes from knowing God? Don't you want to be able to say, you know what, I've done a lot of wrong things and I've lived a lot of... Uh, <laughs> whew, but I'm forgiven. Don't you want to be able to stand and say that? Let's stand together this morning. I want to pray for you as we close. If you're not to that point yet, I still want to invite you to come and I want to pray with you. Because I, I think if you're just honest enough to say, God, I at least want the desire to follow you. Maybe you don't want church and you don't want to become a Christian today, but would you be honest enough to say, you know what, I want to want to. <laughs> I want to want change in my life. I want to want God in my life. For others, maybe you're not being obedient. You've got a relationship with God through Christ, but you've never followed up in baptism. Guess what? we got some warm water ready. And you need to follow through with your commitment to follow Christ by being obedient and being baptized. Whatever it is the Lord's laying on your heart, why don't you come this morning? Let's pray together. God, God, this is probably the most difficult lesson to grasp. But God, it is still the most powerful as well. Lord, if we're honest, we'll say that we love ourselves. That we live for ourselves. Everything we do in life is, is for us. 
But God, that's not what you called us for. Lord, you died on the cross so that our old self could be crucified as well. And we could have a new life, a better life. And God, if there's anybody here this morning that's never experienced that resurrection, God, they don't know what it's like to live the new life, the good life in Jesus. God, I pray this morning, God, they just find the courage, whatever it is, to step out of that aisle and come and find Jesus here today. Lord, we give this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in today. And remember, the greatest decision that you could ever make is to place your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation and begin a personal relationship with Him. Again, thanks for listening. God bless.